Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Ready! Buffalo Bills game day on the Buffalo Bills radio network. All right, here we go, here we go. we got to have a drive. 23 left, 23 left. Will. One, two, it's time for the Overtime Show with Nate Geary. All right, everybody, welcome into the overtime show here on WGR. Nate Geary here live in our Amherst studios. The Bills, boy, did they do some damage today, winning 48-20 to over the once 3-0 and and undefeated Miami Dolphins. Welcome in, everybody. As you can tell, my voice uh, not so great today. I wasn't yelling at the game or anything. I just have just been losing my voice all the time. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with that. But I'm good. Uh I'm gonna hammer through over the next two hours here. We're gonna take a lot of your phone calls. Voice like this, gonna need you guys to carry the show tonight. Uh and I know a lot of you will have a lot to say. So uh get to the phone lines, 8030550, Before we do all that, let's let's just give out the flowers we gotta get out. Let's start first and foremost with Sean McDermott. Um Sean McDermott is a battering ram for a lot of criticism. Sometimes it's warranted and sometimes it's not. And I think football fans, and by the way, so is Ken, we'll get to Ken, Dor- Ken Dorsey in a minute. Ken Dorsey gets a lot of criticism. I think it's easier as fans to blame coaches or blame coaching um, when your team loses or when your team comes up short. There has been legitimate you know, moments over the course of Sean McDermott's career where, you know, 13 seconds comes to mind and there's a couple other things that pop up, you know, kicking field goals against Kansas City a couple of years ago in the AFC Championship game, blah, 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 so on and so forth. We talked about this during pregame today as being almost like the perfect matchup between offense and defense. Not to say that the Bills also don't have one of the league's best defense. They clear offenses. They clearly do. They dropped 48 today. Josh Allen had a perfect quarterback rating, right? They've got a damn good offense. As good as the Miami Dolphins' offense. But what this was today was scheme battles. What this was was where the offense is going, or I'm sorry, where the league is going, and where the league has been meeting in a matchup, which is defense, head coaches, which are few and further between now. You're not seeing teams opt to bring defensive head coaches along anymore. They're looking for the next Mike McDaniels, right? They're looking for the next innovative play caller to elevate the play of a quarterback like Mike McDaniels has done. Because in the NFL, the idea that defense wins championships, I think, is obsolete. Do you need a very good defense to win championships? You absolutely do. And the Miami Dolphins don't have that. The, the Miami Dolphins 
I think are good enough to get lucky and maybe string together four wins come playoff time and win a Super Bowl. But I do not think they are a Super Bowl caliber team. Not with the defense that they have. And Jalen Ramsey is not fixing the problems that the Miami Dolphins defense has. It is not. So for me, what this was was a true test between defensive-minded head coach and offensive-minded head coach. Not many people, including myself, going into this game, thought that not only would Sean McDermott come out on top, I picked the Miami Dolphins to win this game, but not only that they wouldn't come out on top, but that Miami would look unstoppable again. And not only were they not unstoppable, they scored six points in the second half, 14 in the first half. They got absolutely dominated at the point of attack. This Bills defensive line is what Bills fans, frankly, what Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott have been pining for, have been waiting for. It's sort of like, we told you, if we have a good defensive line, this is what we're capable of doing. The problem has been, they spent lots of time, lots of money, lots of resources, and have not gotten the returns on their defensive line. Boy, has that changed. Good on the NFL for letting Sean McDermott get his hands on Leonard Floyd in June. (laughs) I mean, nuts. that is as big of a pickup across the NFL as any player that maybe the best late season pickup, late off season pickup that any team has had in the NFL over the last five years. He is a stud. Greg Rousseau is an absolute stud. Ed Oliver is an absolute stud. So I think for me, like, you know, I, I, I'm looking at this and I say, from a defensive performance perspective, it's hard to get better than that when you consider the opponent, who is, coming into this game, one of the best offenses. There was talks about the greatest show on turf. Make sure that's, I got you, Nicole. Make sure your radio is That's, to me, okay. one of the things that... Your mic was on, TJ. Sorry. No. Just well, we're, we're taking calls. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Or taking calls. Um, but yeah, like the greatest show on surf was was dropped around about how good this Miami offense is. And I'll give them credit. What they did last week against the Denver Broncos was one of the most impressive things I've ever seen. Dropping 70 points in an NFL game is really hard. But they got punched in the face by a better opponent. The Bills are a better football team. And, you know, will will the Dolphins bounce back, I absolutely think the Dolphins will bounce back. They're a good football team. Tua was better than he played today. But on top of what the Bills did to them schematically, what they did on film will be even more impressive in that they have put together, I believe, a blueprint to stop and or slow down this offense in what was being dubbed the best offense ever through three games. And I also think what it is, I think it's a um, it's, it's a bit of a reminder that making indictments on teams after one game sample sizes, after two game sample sizes, even three game sample sizes, do that at your own peril. This, the league buried the bills. I got a clip that I'm going to be playing at some point during the overtime show. I got some, as the kids would say, I got some receipts and you know, Jim Nance, I had heard Mike talking about this during post game on my way in from the stadium. Jim Nance kind of went on like a defensive rant uh, you know, on, on teams bear or people burying the Bills. That was happening. I mean, the Bills were being buried by people. 
again, this is, you know, national talk shows, and this is what they do. It's a reactionary league. Robert Griffin tweets out after the game that the Bills not only made a statement today, but they're the best team in the NFL. And I'm just not going to do this every week. Because if the Bills lose next week, all of a sudden they're the best team this week, and then what? Like, it is such a week-to-week league, and Sean McDermott and, and Josh Allen and this organization spew the same lines out over and over. It's a week-to-week league. The most important game is the next game because it's the next game. It's not that, they just be- that, they, that they're the only ones that believe that. It's true. Like, this is such a week-to-week league, and games, the previous week's game does not carry over to the next one. And if there's never proof of that, it's this week. That the Miami Dolphins score 70 points last week and then score six second-half points this week. It is a week-to-week league. 8030550. I'm excited. Obviously, this was a great game to talk about, guys. Um, looking forward to your calls. Let's start with Rob in Williamsville. Get connected with our fans. Rob, what do you got for me, my friend? Thanks for hanging out on hold. Okay, thank you. Yes, sir. Um, I think that the injury to Trey White and the injury to Von Miller were caused by artificial turf. And I'm wondering if the new stadium is going to have real grass or artificial yes, turf. Yes, it's going to have real grass, the new stadium. Great. Okay. It, um, I wish we had it now because we still have those two players in the fold. Um, I do believe that. Um, I, I know Von Miller got hurt, I believe, in Detroit, or, I think, but it was still artificial turf. I think the league needs to change and get, a, get, a, get to a natural grass, a little, you know, little, little finer cut natural grass, not, not, not a hate, not a haste, um, uh, field, you know, but something like that. What do you think? Yeah, no, I agree. I, I'm, I'm glad that the bills, listen, I, the league, it's players are getting louder and louder about the league moving away from natural, uh, uh, from artificial turf. The problem is some of these domes that like Dallas is not going to natural surface. Um, they're indoor stadiums. There's really no way to f- feasibly make that work. Um, so it's not going to happen across the league. I think Roger Goodell's been very clear about that. League owners have been very clear about that. Um, but I, for one, am glad that the Bills are and you know will be using a grass surface um, when the new stadium is built across the street. Thanks for the call. Let's go to Liam. Liam, you're on the Overtime Show. Welcome, Liam. Hey, Nate. How are you doing today? Good, man. How are you? I'm doing amazing. I mean, that was an incredible performance. But uh, first off, I want to give a shout-out to the greatest show on surf i think they were calling it all week the greatest show on surf yep yeah 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 no that was uh incredible offensive performance from them but uh what i want to give a shout out to is the defense and sean mcdermott everyone in buffalo wanted to i don't know give sean mcdermott some guff about the way he called everything but i think over the last four weeks he's shown that he is a defensive mastermind and I mean, I I couldn't ask for a better coach, especially when you have Josh Halen on the other side. This guy, Sean McDermott, he's going to take us all the way. I love you, Nate. See you later. Thanks for the call, Liam. Listen, I think a lot has been made about, and, I, and I've made this point, about almost wishing that you could see Josh Allen paired with, like, a Kyle Shanahan or with, like, a Sean McVay or Matt LaFleur, right? But I wonder, listen, everything in the NFL, it, it goes in, in waves, right? And I think one of the waves that you could potentially see change is the way that teams and, and franchises look at pairing great franchise quarterbacks with defensive coaches. Because I think it's possible that you can have both of these things. I think more than anything, I think the conversation 
with this Bills team can and should be that pairing a franchise top two, top three quarterback with somebody on the other side of the ball that can coach up defense really well like Sean McDermott can actually is a better pairing than maybe you know we've thought about or we've theorized about needing Josh Allen to have this you know one of a kind unicorn as play caller Ken Dorsey has done a phenomenal job through the first through the last 3 weeks the Jets game was tough but the Jets have a great defense one of the best in football Ken Dorsey also deserves a lot of praise for the play calling that he had today. I thought it was a fantastic game plan. Anytime you score 48 points, you deserve some flowers. Uh, Ken Dorsey put together a hell of a game plan today. The offensive line has unlocked Ken Dorsey to be more aggressive, to do some of the things that he wants. The longer developing plays, Josh Allen from under center taking five, seven, you know, five and seven step drops, long, long developing play action plays. The reason those can work is because they have an offensive line that is blocking. Connor McGovern's been a huge, huge pickup. One of their best, one of Brandon Bean's best. And he's got a long list of those. Osiris Torrance, the league letting the Bills get Osiris Torrance is a lot like the league letting um, the Kansas City Chiefs get Creed Humphrey. Like, he has been that dynamic. He has made that much of an impact. The interior of this offensive line has steadied and had a domino effect on the rest of this offensive line. It has made everything better around them. It's fantastic to see. Thanks for the call. 803-0550. Let's go to John. John, you're on the Overtime Show. Thanks for joining, John. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Sure How thing. are you doing? Good. All right. So two things watching the game. I The camera shot with Josh, his eyes looked laser focused, man. He just, on the goal line there, his look just looked like he was just, let's go. We're, I just saw a different look in his eyes, and I think that's fantastic. The other camera shot was the offense and the defense on the sideline talking to each other, patting them on the back, looking. And I never have really seen that too much, but I think the team chemistry and the mental focus has really put us on the map. And we were in Washington, D.C. last week, man. Our fan base is awesome. So have a great night, and thanks for the time in the show. Thanks, John. Appreciate it. Uh, absolutely. Let's go to JP. JP, you're on the Overtime Show. Welcome. All right, let's go to Londale. Londale, you're on the overtime show. Welcome. Yeah, man, that was really pretty cool, man. I got to say, we just gave that man a three-hour wedgie, Coach McDork. Miami is not cool. They are not good. What I really, truly enjoy is watching how beautifully we disguise these defenses, yes. man. There's no yes. tell out of the huddle. It's incredible. The, the the blitzes come from anywhere, and they come from all angles at the very last minute. It is sweeter than sugar. All right. Thanks for the call, Londale. Appreciate it. Let's uh, go to Nicole. Nicole, you're on the Overtime Show. Thanks for hanging out, Nicole. What do you got? Hi. Uh, so, yeah, I'm hearing everybody, you know, talk of Josh Allen and, you know, talk about, like, you know, this and this and that. But, honestly, I want to say that this was a coach's game. This Every call and every execution, whether it was defense offense we lined upright we manned upright we knew when to draw it back we knew when to go forward josh knew when to run to gain extra yardage and touchdowns this was a coach's executed game everybody says oh josh allen's eyes were laser focused yes because that was we were playing as a team as a whole and i just want to give mvp to my coach mcdermott this game was well executed and this was a coach's win thank you so much thanks nicole i appreciate it i agree um, I think it was very clear which of these two teams was 
like had, had an elite level week of practice. This happens to every team, right? Sometimes you drink the Kool-Aid. And, and I do think to a certain extent, I have a lot of Dolphins fans friends. How about this for, you know, poetic justice? I, uh, one of my best friends, I am the best man in his wedding next Saturday. Huge Dolphins fan. Love you, Brett. If the Dolphins won this game, there was going to be a true expectation that I was going to have to do some sort of admission, some kind of, you know, nice talking in my speech about the Dolphins. Man, am I happy that that is not going to have to be the case, that I'm going to have to talk nicely about this Dolphins team. In fact, I think you can probably earmark at least one full minute of me trash talking everyone at that wedding um, about that Bills dub because that's that, that was a that was a true one. Couldn't have come at a better time, to be honest with you. Um, but going back to your to your point, Nicole, <clears throat> about um, the coaching in this game. Yeah, like you can just tell when a team's locked in. And I think that first drive, the Bills walking down the field, eight plays, 75 yards, um, and that throw to, um, you know, to Gabriel Davis on the opening drive, I, it just – the offense looked a different level of focus. They had a different level of execution. They kept Josh Allen dry. Like, the Josh Allen's dropping back in the pocket and waiting four or five, six seconds, and there's nowhere, just no defender in sight. Christian Wilkins was completely neutralized. Um, Bradley Chubb, where he was on a milk carton today. Uh, again, these are guys that they spend a lot of money on, and, and Christian Wilkins does a lot of yapping. Christian Wilkins loves playing mind games. I think Christian Wilkins should focus more on playing football because he hasn't been very good at playing football against the Bills, but he certainly can chirp when, when they're down 21 points, and that's certainly something he's, uh, he's been doing a lot of. Thanks for the call, Nicole. Let's go to Kevin. Kevin, you're on the Overtime Show. What do you got for me, Kev? Hey, what up, man? How you doing? I'm doing good, my friend. Uh, listen, I know when McDermott and uh, the uh, McDaniels got up together, he probably told me, listen, he said, listen, man, you my son. Go sit on the potty. Let me show you how to do this. I mean, he just, he had that defense ready. On aside from Trey getting hurt, I wish we could go back and find all those announcers on these shows during the week talking about Miami this, Miami that. They put up 70. They did this. They did that. They put the 70 up on a bum Denver team, but which won the day? Right? Look what we did to Washington, and Washington almost beat Philly. I am so glad that the focus is off of us. Now we can go play Buffalo football and get some stuff done. I'll hang up and listen to your answer. Thanks for the call, Kevin. appreciate you. Yeah, injuries suck. Um, there's no doubt about that. The, I, the, I would say that outside of the, you know, DeMar Hamlin, the, his first comments outside of the DeMar Hamlin incident, that was about as emotional as I've heard Sean McDermott, like audibly shaken. Um, you know, I wasn't there, so I, you know, I couldn't tell, but I, like, it sounded like he was crying. Um, and, and I think, you know, that is one, one of the – one of the beat reporters that asked the question, you know, like, that's your first pick here as a head coach. Like, it's the first guy you drafted when you became head coach. And, like, that one I think really kind of hit McDermott a little bit. I think I think it sort of uh, sank in a little bit. And, um, you know, prayers to Trey and, and you know, let's, let's hope that the diagnosis isn't as bad as that it initially appears to be. But um, anytime a player uh, reacts the way that he did, I, I think he knew all full and well what the – you know, what, what, what the results of, of the tests that he's going to take are going to be. And it's, you know, it sucks. And um, the thing I think that sucks the most is we're never really going to see Vaughn, Trey, Poyer, and Hyde get to play together at the same time. And, and that, like, that sucks because of how good this defense has been. And getting an all-pro, having the all-pro corner is so important. 
But listen, hats off to how about this? We talked about a lot of people here so far in the show. We've talked about you know coaching. We'll talk about Ken Dorsey and Sean McDermott. And how about Dane Jackson coming into this game? He's made he made a couple of plays in this game, including a pass breakup on the. Um, uh, there, there was a pass breakup, I think, on the two-point conversion play to, to Tyreek Hill. Like, Dane Jackson just continues to be a, a consummate professional. The Bills are going to be okay. That's why, by the way, why what you see today, that's why you don't trade a guy that you spent a first-round pick on. That's why you don't give up on Kyrie Elam. Because they're now going to have to be leaning on Kyrie Elam and Dane Jackson the rest of the way. Um, and luckily, luckily, Christian Benford has popped as well. I uh, thought he had a good game before going out with an injury today. So, um, yeah, but th- thanks for the call, man. Appreciate you. Let's get one more phone call because then we're going to go to the locker room and hear some player sound as well. Let's go to Ryan. Ryan, you're on the overtime show. Welcome. Hey, Nate. How's it going, my man? Good. Big win for the Buffalo Bills. I just want to get your thoughts on Ken Dorsey's use of Don Kincaid. I wish they used him a little bit more downfield. I feel like he's a little bit underutilized. We'll uh, hang up and get your uh, thoughts on this, but it's a big Buffalo Bills win. Josh Allen played lights out, and let's go Buffalo. Go. Oh, sorry, sorry about that, buddy. I, I actually cut you off before the end there. I know you were about to say go Bills, so I'll finish that for you. I will say this about Dalton Kincaid. He is the topic of conversation every single pregame show for me until it feels like they're really using him the way that I want to see them use him. But what I felt like I saw today was more of him looking like Cole Beasley than at any point that I remember to start the season. These those option routes, catching the ball, making a pivot move and, and breaking a tackle, getting upfield. Um, he he looked to me today more like the Cole Beasley replacement than we've and, and they need it. They they need a Cole Beasley replacement. Um, I thought he looked good today. Uh, but yes, I, I I still believe that that is a role that is going to continue evolving. Um, but the Bills have the best tight end tandem in the NFL. And I don't know what that means long term, whether that's like something that is going to really matter or be the difference maker here. But um, all in all, I think having this tight end tandem has changed the way defenses are trying to trying to play the Bills. And that change, just like what we saw today by the Bills, defenses will adjust. But for now, as they continue to stay in base package and nickel formation, the Bills are taking advantage of the run game numbers and running at an efficient clip. And if teams are going to start to put a third linebacker on the field, I don't think they will. But if they do... Boy, that's going to change the game, I think, for Dalton Kincaid. But so far, um, it's been a slow and steady race for Kincaid. And I'll be looking to see how his role continues to evolve over the next couple of weeks. Tomorrow on WGR, it's Buffalo Bills Football Monday, presented by Northwest Bank for What's Next. Get started at Northwest.com. Jeremy and Joe break the game down in the morning. Then it's the Extra Point Show with Sal Capaccio at 10, followed by One Bills Live with Chris Brown and Steve Tasker at noon. Then Chopin Bulldog at 3. They'll have Eric Wood at 4. Then uh, then at 8.30... Uh, Westwood One presents the Seahawks at the Giants. Buffalo Bills Football Monday all day tomorrow on the home of the Bills, WGR Sports Radio 550. Let's go to the locker room now and hear from Bills linebacker Terrell Bernard, and it's brought to you by Reimer Home Services for your HVAC plumbing and electric needs. You know, the, the main thing was focusing on our process during the week and dialing in on our execution, and, you know, seeing that translate to today, uh, it felt, felt good. There was a little bit of a um, – you guys kind of wore on them throughout the game. What – what kind of finally let the dam break, and you guys were able to get to him a few times? Yeah, I think uh, obviously, obviously after the first couple couple drives, um, being able to stop the run as best we as best we could, uh, forcing them into passing situations, and you know obviously the offense uh, scoring a bunch of play, scoring a bunch of touchdowns, and you know keeping us in the game the first quarter and a half. 
uh, allowed us to, to do that. And, you know, I feel like after we stopped the run, uh, we got them into some passing situations. We were able to insulate on the inside routes and limit the big plays. And then the D-line was able to get to the quarterback and, uh, you know, felt like everything kind of fell into place after that. After two drives, I mean, you can't really simulate their whole team speed at practice. Does it take you maybe a couple drives to really kind of figure that out a little bit, get in the flow of the game? Yeah, I think just, you know, getting settled in into any game. Um, you know, they come out with a script and have their plays that they're going to come out and run. And, you know, you got to weather the storm a little bit and try to do the best that you can of, you know, seeing their game plan and seeing what they want to do and how they're going to attack us. And I feel like, you know, we did a good job of that. Obviously, you know, we wish we could have done better the first couple drives. But um, weathering the storm, offense having our backs, picking us up, and then, you know, coming back out and playing, playing pretty good ball. What's it like as a middle linebacker dealing with the communication when the crowd's that loud? Yeah, it was super tough. Um, you know, there's a bunch of plays where I can't hear anything that, you know, coach is saying in my helmet. Um, but, I mean, it's, it's fun. Uh, you get out there and it's, it's rocking, it's jumping. You know, you can't, can't even hear each other talk. Um, so, like I said, you know, it's, it's fun using hand signals, getting out there, having to be demonstrative and uh, making sure everybody's on the same page. Um, it's, it's, it's very challenging, but I think, you know, it's one of the most fun parts about my job. I'm sure you'd rather have it that way than be quiet, right? No, 100%, 100%, 100%. All right, that is Bills linebacker Terrell Bernard following today's 48-20 to shellacking of the Miami Dolphins. Tonight at 8 p.m. on WGR Sports Radio 550, Westwood One presents the Chiefs at the Jets. It's going to be a long day for everyone not named uh, the Buffalo Bills in the AFC East. I get the feeling. Sunday Night Football on WGR is brought to you by New York's Outlet Liquor. When you need to stock up, it's the place to buy a case. And by Armor Heat, do it right the first time. 803-0550. I got three open phone lines. Let's hear from you guys out there after a big Bills win uh, here on the Overtime Show. Don't go anywhere. Nate Geary, continuing on on WGR. Ryan Clark there on Get Up from... Geez, last year about Mac Jones being and, – and we missed his quote in there. But uh, I'll, I'll read the quote because it's, it's pretty special. Mac Jones has some stuff in him, some intangibles that I think are maybe the greatest we've ever seen from a quarterback from the neck up. That was a real quote from Ryan Clark about uh, Mac Jones, who has three interceptions in the first half – I'm sorry, in, in this game so far against the Dallas Cowboys. Welcome back to the Overtime Show here uh, with me, Nate Geary, back in our Amherst studios. The Bills win 48-20, to and we're going back to the phones, and let's go to Tom in Buffalo. Tom, you're on the Overtime Show. Welcome, Tom. Hey, Nate. How you doing? Good, man. Hey, I thought this game was like a big uh, narrative buster for, for the Bills. You know, the Trey Edmonds loss will create a huge hole. McDermott can't call a defense and still be the head coach. He can't win big games. Josh can't take what the defense can give him. The pass rush can't get home. Bills can't run the ball, et cetera, et cetera. And not, they busted all those narratives. And, you know, the one thing that I thought about watching that game early was, like, they went to the – you know, they went to Knox, they went to Kincaid, and then it seemed like later on, you know, those passes to Diggs and Davis and, and you know, down the field, like they were they were safety help. Like they pulled the safeties up by, by hitting those. Uh, I mean, Jerome Baker was never going to cover Kincaid. No. You know? So they brought safety help up, and they and they were able to, to zing them for those, those uh, down-the-field passes to Diggs, especially Diggs. You know, and and the second thing is is that the defense, like, you know, I I was I was so scared going into this game, right? Mm -hmm. Miami's offense looks so good, and McDaniel's 
and I don't think this changes this game. This game changes that too much. I still think they're a fantastic offense. McDaniel's is really good, but we, we got to start giving McDermott and the Bills offense credit. Like for years now, they've been so good against the pass. They've just been the best in the league, and and they came out and proved it once again that McDermott can scheme up a pass defense. You know, to where he That's makes right. to go to that second read and third read, and the the, the pass rush can get home. And I, I I mean, you know, can we start giving McDermott some credit for for what he does? Totally agree, totally agree. And I love your point there. Thanks, Tom. Uh, listen, you know, we this is a defense that struggles and can struggle at time against the run. There's no doubt. But this is an NFL right now where passing is king, and he has. There is no better defensive coordinator, defensive mind to stop the current day's NFL and the offense and what offenses are trying to do than Sean McDermott. He has had consistently one of the best five pass defenses in the NFL over, since he's taken over as head coach in 2017. Before that, as a defensive coordinator, he was a Super Bowl-level defensive coordinator with Josh Norman as, as his number one cornerback. So, yeah, I, listen, I agree. He put together a hell of a game plan today, and um, I think for me it was one of his best. And listen, I... There was a lot of criticism of, of him taking over play calling and as Leslie Frazier sort of walked into the sunset. And, you know, we, we wondered, you know, would he still be able to do the things, the in-game stuff, the, the challenges, and, you know, uh, him taking time away from being the CEO to be more specialized with the defensive side of the ball. What kind of negative connotations would that have? Would that have a, a ripple effect? And not only has it not had a ripple effect, I think it's been a, a big jump for this team. I think they've been more focused on the defensive side of the ball. Their defensive line's playing as good as I've seen seen a defensive line play in some time here in Buffalo, like since the, since the cold front, when we're talking about Marcel Darius and Jerry Hughes and, um, you know, Mario Williams, like, and, and I think they've been better than that. So yeah, all in all, I've been super, I've been thoroughly impressed. The first quarter of the season by Sean McDermott and what he's been able to put together defensively has been nothing short of incredible. Um, and he's, he's built to stop def- offenses like the one we saw today at Highmark Stadium. Thanks for the call, man. Let's go to Tammy. Tammy, you're on the Overtime Show. Welcome, Tammy. Thank you. Um, I just wanted to say, you know, of course, this was 100% a coach's game. Um, Props to McDermott for doing double duty, really. He's head coach and, you know, defensive coordinator at the same time. Um, I I think it was great to see the Miami kind of come in with the the high horse and we kind of put them back in their place, showing them that we are the better team. But also, aside from that, it was kind of cool to see that, like, the refs were calling penalties that were actually legit penalties. We weren't just getting flags, you know, thrown around, not letting the guys just play. These were legit, um, you know, ref calls. And, you know, even when, you know, McDonald's threw the, the challenge, honestly, I would have thrown the challenge too, the way that, you know, that play happened so quickly. And it was, you know, the stand, you know, the play stood. But, um, you know, awesome, awesome job today. Props to everyone. Um, happy to see Bills come in with an number W. Yeah, thanks for the call, Tammy. I agree. It was a it was a very clean performance. Obviously, no turnovers, very few penalties altogether in this game. Uh, we can go to the stat sheet and rip through this really quick. Penalties wise, uh, four penalties for the Bills for twenty yards, no turnovers. Um, all in all, a super clean game. And I think that's one thing you're going to look at this game and say when they play. When they don't beat themselves, I don't think there's a team in the NFL that can beat the Bills. And I know that we've said that in the past, and I thought that the one thing I thought about this game was maybe it was the Dolphins 
that even if the Bills played a perfect game, that they still wouldn't be able to beat them because of how good their offense was. And I was wrong. Um, they beat them down. They didn't just beat them. They beat them down physically, mentally, with precision. Um, they did it on the ground. They did it through the air. They did it defensively, offensively. They did it with special teams. You know, Tyler Bass continues to just be, uh, in the words of, uh, oh, my gosh, what's uh, what was the defensive end's name? So Mario, not Mario Edwards. Um, he was here two years ago from from Carolina. Addison. Mario Addison. He he was talking about this about AJ Epinesa, who I also agree he was right about AJ Epinesa. Um but he a mutta mutta. Like when when Mario when Mario Addison said that about AJ Epinesa, um that's sort of how I feel about what Josh Allen was like today. I mean, he just he was a mutta mutta. By the way, Bailey Zappi is in at quarterback for the uh New England Patriots. So everything's fine and going on and fine in New England. 31-3. It's got the greatest intangibles ever as oh, yeah. a quarterback. Oh, yeah. Ever. Let's go back to the phones. Grab one more before we take another timeout. Let's go to Kevin in Ohio, who's been waiting patiently. Kevin, you're on the Overtime Show. Thanks for joining me. Hey, a couple of things. First, same situation you were and I have a good friend as a Dolphins fan. He called me in the preseason. He goes, I know you have the ticket. Can we get together for the game? I said, no problem. I'll set it all up. As the season progressed, I dreaded today with everything for him coming over there. And I was like, Mrs. Doubtfire. Like, I was polite to him as we scored a touchdown. Oh, you guys will do better. As I got into his truck and he left after the game was over, me and my wife walked back and just screamed. And Julius going, we beat him. We beat him. And we were just, like, dancing. But, anyways, kudos to McDermott. McDermott did a great job in coaching. I don't want to overlook that. And I do think we got a new look offense. I think we're – Dorsey and those guys have us doing things differently than we did in the past. Nobody probably, nobody thought Diggs would do what he did today, listening to everybody. I just think we got a better team, and what we saw in the past couple of years, it's going to be a little bit different, but the same. I will say this. Uh, thanks for the call, Kevin. What I liked about Ken Dorsey today is I think he used some of the Bills' tendencies that they put on film against Miami. It kept them on their heels a little bit. Um, and, and I thought that was what was most impressive. He he sort of baited the Dolphins into saying essentially like, yeah, we run out of this look or this motion look suggests we're going to run this play. And the Dolphins couldn't anticipate what Ken Dorsey was dialing up. And I thought that was the most impressive part for me that Ken Dorsey did today was just kind of buck some trends and, and go against some of the things um, that we've seen you know, him put together over the last, uh, you know, year and then a couple of games this year. All right, let's go back to the locker room and let's hear live from, uh, we'll go to Deion Dawkins because he's always a great quote. So we'll go live to the locker room for uh, Bill's left tackle, Deion Dawkins. It's brought to you by Reimer Home Services for your HVAC plumbing and electric needs. Out there today in this kind of matchup with that crowd. It was it was crazy, you know. Uh, we was out there, and I didn't been here and heard a lot of loud games. But when Cook said that it was a loud game and it felt like college, it kind of took me to where he played at. Cause you know I played at Temple, we ain't had that rah rah rah. So I was like, man, this, this is this is tough, you know. But it just shows how important the fans are when they bring that 11th man or 12th man, whatever it's called. And it was cool. It was cool to hear. Knowing how great their offense have been coming in to start the way you guys did, down and score, down and score, do it again, do it again like that. What was that like for the confidence, really, of the whole team? You know, I say it every week, you know, when positive plays breeds positive plays. And last week for them is not this week, you know. 
we all know every week is a new week, and they're still a great team. You know, like this one game doesn't affect anything. We have to play play them again. Uh, it's a conference game. Every time we play people in our conference, they're going to play us hard. We're going to play them hard. So we understood that getting on the field, we had to be positive and stay positive, stay in the green, stay in the green. And, you know, that's simply what ball is. What about building off of from the opener where things were kind of a struggle to now 48 points and, and really seeming to be steamrolling here? Are you talking about like four weeks ago? Yeah. To, to build this early in the season, what, what does it say about the offense? It just says that we're putting more positive plays up than negative plays. But four weeks ago has nothing to do with now. It's just positive, man. Like We hit the, the week with the mindset of winning the day, winning the play. And as long as we focus on the now and not the future, we're going to be okay. What message? All right, that is Bill's left tackle, Deion Dawkins. Once again, it's brought to you by Reimer Home Services. Your HVAC plumbing and electric needs. Time out. Other side, I got room for three more callers here on the Overtime Show. We'll be taking calls throughout the next hour and a half or so as we close things up and put a bow on a fun day to be a Bills fan as the Bills take a big leap back into relevancy, or I should say dominance, in the AFC East with a win. They are now tied for first place at 3-1 and one with the Miami Dolphins with the head-to-head win after a 48-20 to 20 win. More Overtime Show coming up next here on WGR. The Overtime Show here on WGR. For those of you uh, maybe still getting back to the house, maybe going out for a post-game beverage to the Bills, 48-20 to win. Let's get an eye on the quarterback very quickly uh, and go through Josh Allen's numbers in this one. I guess I could just start by saying they had a, quarter, a perfect quarterback rating, a, a 158.3 quarterback rating, the first time that Josh has done that in his career. 21 of 25 and 84% completion percentage, which is the highest single-game completion percentage with a minimum of 20 attempts in Buffalo Bills history. 320 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions. He was sacked twice, and he had an 89, 89 QBR in this football game. Uh, just an all-around oh, yeah, that guy still is really good kind of performance from Josh Allen. And that's uh, your eye on the quarterback, which is brought to you by Great Lakes Building Systems. We keep an eye on your business so you don't have to. Great Lakes Building Systems, our business is protecting your business. Tomorrow, a reminder on WGR, it's Buffalo Bills Football Monday, presented by Northwest Bank for what's next. Get started at northwest.com. Jeremy and Joe break the game down in the morning, then the Extra Point Show with Sal Capaccio at noon, followed by One Bills Live with Chris Brown and Steve Tasker. I'm sorry, at Sal Capaccio at 10. Chris in the Tasker at noon, Chopin Bulldog at 3, and we'll have Eric Wood at 4 p.m. Then 7.30, Westwood One presents the Seahawks at the Giants. Buffalo Bills football Monday all day tomorrow on the home of the Bills, WGR Sports Radio 550. Let's go back to the phones. Let's go to Jim, who's been waiting patiently. Jim, you're on the Overtime Show. Welcome, Jim. Hey, Nate. How are you doing? And go Bills, of course. Um, I just want to get an honorary game ball to our friend that flew all the way in from Tokyo, Japan for his first ever Bills game. That's awesome. And I'm sure this guy is living like a rock star this weekend. <laughs> and it was great to see him being involved in the Pinto Ron uh, ketchup and mustard tailgate this weekend. And I, if he's out there, dude, I hope you had a great weekend in Buffalo. I know you did. Yeah, that's awesome. Jim, do you, do you uh, have anything else you want to say about the game or just that? 
Nope. I just wanted to give a shout-out and a game ball to our friend from Tokyo. Awesome. Thanks for the call, Jim. Appreciate you, buddy. Let's grab one more before the end of Hour 1. We get into Hour 2, 803 the number to call. Let's go to Pat. Pat, you're on the Overtime Show. Thanks for waiting. Hey, thank you. I got to tell you, that was a world-class beatdown, and I'm not going to lie. I, I was nervous going into this. And every rightful, every rightful uh, reason to be when you throw 70 on the board against the yeah, football sure. team. <laughs> you know, and they kept talking to track meet. Well, it's when a track meet and a four-by-one relay, when someone drops the baton, and that's it for them. And that's what happened when Miami was the first one to go three and out. The Bills took full advantage yep. of it. And don't forget, Josh Allen listened to that media just as well as anybody else. And I'm pretty sure he was sick of hearing about Tua being top tier over him. Well, I think this is the first perfect rating since Doug Flutie did against Seattle years ago. So props to them, props to the offense, and even more props to that defense with three three key guys out in and out all game long. This was awesome. I'm going to live in the moment just due to the fact that I got razzed all week, man, from all my Miami friends. <laughs> Heard that, brother. Heard that. Same here. I've. It's weird. I have a lot of Dolphins fans that are friends of mine. I, two of my best friends in college are Dolphins fans. Uh, I have multiple group chats with friends that are also also from, that I went to college with that are Dolphins fans. The guy that I'm in, the best man of his wedding n- this upcoming Saturday, next week, is a huge Dolphins fan. And Pat, can I tell you, there was a full-on expectation that the Dolphins had won this game, that I was going to have to like sing some praises during my best man speech about the Dolphins. I don't know that he's going to want me to do the best man speech anymore. Well, no, not anymore. But the thing that kills me most, and uh, you got you got you got to pepper him with stats, like you know, say he was twenty three of twenty five on first dates or something like that. Like, yeah, <laughs> like, oh. just, dude, thing- dude, I love that, Pat. <laughs> yeah, never. You can't say he scored four t- touchdowns in one night. You can't do that. It's illegal. <laughs> but, oh, buddy, quick, that's good. The thing that the thing that kills me the most is. Cruising through social media and hitting on Facebook, there's a Miami Packer bar in, in Western New York. There is. This is nuts. There is. Listen, they travel. You know, they 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 keep saying how much they hate to, and all they got. This is funny thing. I was listening to uh, my producer and I while we were waiting for Mike and Chris to get done. We were walk, we were listening in the in the newsroom to the Miami Dolphins post game show, and the the host was like, "I would never go to Buffalo. It's a uh, Toronto's an hour away." Blah blah blah. And we're just like, you know, we just are all the same jokes you hear from everybody okay, guy. Uh, about about Buffalo. It's old and tired. But Pat, appreciate the call, brother. Enjoy your evening, and uh, yeah, thanks for calling, my friend. In the words of our buddy Chris Berman, nobody That's circles right. the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Damn straight. Thanks for the call, Pat. I appreciate you, buddy. We're going to take a timeout because on the other side, we've got a bunch of sound to get to. We've got player at reaction from the locker room. We've got head coach Sean McDermott. We'll hear from again on the other side. Lots to get to. We'll also continue taking your phone calls. 803-0550 here on the Overtime Show on WGR. for the Overtime Show with Nate Geary. All right, welcome back to the Overtime Show here on WGR Hour 2. Coming your way next here, Nate Geary back in our Amherst studios. Sorry, I apologize for my voice. 
It wasn't for me yelling today. I just been losing my voice. I lost it a couple of times at the end of the last year too. I, I don't I don't know what's going on. Best 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 that got you is I had a little too much fun at a wedding last night. Best I could say. Uh, 8030550 is the number to call. Let's grab some more phone calls. Get connected with our fans. Let's go to Aaron, who's been waiting patiently. Aaron, you're on the overtime show. Thanks for hanging out. What do you got? Hey, Nate, uh, great Buffalo win today. A couple of big observations that I don't think are getting enough conversation. And this is Spencer Brown. You know, early in the season, I thought he might be a liability. Yeah. Uh, but they have really schemed him well. You know, he's getting some help when he needs it, and he's he's really holding up. And the other thing is I, I'd love to see our play action uh, percentage go up. The amount of success Josh has in that, that extra two seconds to make that play, it's incredible. We saw great success today. Uh, we got to keep this momentum going. Go, Bill. Yeah, thanks for the call, Aaron. I appreciate it. Yeah, I Spencer Brown has really settled in. I mean, just really settled in very nicely. I, I got to give him a lot of credit because there was a lot of pressure. This is a Super Bowl contending team, and you're the young guy on an offensive line, and you're right. You'd been the weak link for a while. And I think that being the weak link, we, being the weak link, and having embarrassing plays show up on film, it's not just embarrassing for him to have people watch it during live broadcast. But I tell you, as someone that's played the game, when you mess up on film and game situations on Monday morning, when you're going back in the in the film room and having your coaches roast you about it, I know that's not fun. Um, but he's been such a steady growing player. He's maturing. He's growing into his game. He's leaning on technique. As much as I want to give him a lot of credit, I do. I got to give a lot of credit to Aaron Cromer. Aaron Cromer has been steady. He continues to develop these offensive linemen. And this is the best offensive line we've seen in Josh Allen's career. Bar none. Full full stop in front of him. The best offensive line he's had in his career. And I think that with that, you're going to start to see more performances like we saw today from Josh Allen. But I tweeted this out and I wanted to to make sure I got to it. Let me just uh, get to the tweet. Boop, 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 boop. Josh Allen in his last two games against Vic Fangio. Vic Fangio is the Miami Dolphins heralded defensive coordinator. Spent lots of money. Competed against other teams. Vic Fangio almost took the defensive coordinator shot for another team. And the Dolphins came in and offered him more money. Josh Allen over his last two performances, dating back to 2021 when the Bills won 48-6, to I believe the game in that game was. So they also scored 48 points in this game. Josh Allen's 49-65, to which is 75% completion percent. Percentage, 679 yards, six touchdowns. He's also rushed seven times for 50 yards and two touchdowns. He owns Vic Fangio. Owns them. Love to see it. Let's go to Steve. Steve, you're on the Overtime Show. Welcome, Steve. What do you got? Uh, I just want to talk about how McDermott outcoached the coach of the year, McDaniels. And I thought this was one of McDermott's best coaching performances in a long time since he's been here. I do, too. Yeah, Steve, let me ask you something. Because, you know, I'm not going to say... This is you. I don't. I don't know how critical or uncritical you've been of Sean McDermott since he's been the Bills' head coach. I, I think there are times where he rightfully gets a lot of criticism, but I also think that he gets a lot of fa- unfair criticism. And you know, I do wonder if maybe it starts to lean, maybe maybe starts to move into the other direction about you know kind of how he's viewed. But I think for a while now, he has been maybe unfairly criticized as a coach because he coaches defenses and a lot of teams just want to see offensive offensive minded head coaches. Like I don't know what you believe or think about that, but I think that it's been I think this has been a, a real narrative changer for me on Sean McDermott. At least I hope it is. Well yeah, I think because he's doing more now he's more hands on calling play calling. And today was just 
he made all the right adjustments. He outcoached the coach of the year. Yeah, it I was agree. The perfect perfect game plan. He made adjustments after the two touchdowns, and we held him to six points in three quarters. Hard to beat that, my friend. Thanks for the call, Steve. I appreciate it. Let's go one more call. Let's go to Rick. Rick, you're on the overtime show. What's up, Rick? Hey, thanks for the call. Rick, Wichita, Kansas. I'm originally from Buffalo. Shout out to my friends there. Hey, uh, that hit that uh, Allen took after the whistle looked like he got it under the chin. His head went pretty far back. Uh, you think the league's going to review that for a potential sign on that play? It's very possible. They are they are pretty touchy on that stuff. Um, so that wouldn't shock me at all if uh, they go back and give him a fine. That should have been a, a penalty called in the moment. Uh, but I, all in all, I don't really have a lot of criticism for the refs. I thought that there was a call inside the red zone where David Andrews Right? Is that his name? David Edwards. I'm sorry. David Edwards, the Bills' swing guard, got called for an a ineligible man on the field because he did not report. And that the Bills ended up scoring on that drive, but that could have been a big turn of events if the Bills ended up having to settle for a field goal instead of getting that touchdown because he did report. They showed the replay of him acknowledging that he was reporting as eligible. Um, but other than that, I thought the refs had a pretty clean game today. Uh, thanks for the call, Steve. We appreciate you, man. All right, we are going to go to the locker room because we have more locker room sound to bring you. Uh, we've got a couple of players. We're going to start with Bill's wide receiver, Trent Sherfield, uh, who is uh, live in the locker room. It's never saw the big moment. Um, un un unselfish guy. I mean, it's 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 just it's, it's just so so awesome to play with. You know, somebody of that caliber, and um, you know, somebody who's willing to work that hard too. You get guys that are number one receivers and. You know, they don't really work hard during the week. You know, they take days off and stuff like that. That's not him. You know, he comes in every single day and he's working as if he's an undrafted guy. You know, he got drafted in the fifth round. And so that's the team that we got made up of. We got a lot of late-round guys and undrafted guys. And, you know, we, they step up and they ball. And so uh, much much respect to Steph, man. And that's it doesn't go unnoticed. Like, that's just not happening on Sundays. He's putting in the work during the week. So, Trent, yeah, Trent, for sure. On your third down, were you matched against the linebacker coming out of the backfield like that? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. How well is that skewed yeah. up by Ken? Yeah, no, that's 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 um, that's that's all Doris, man. He he does a great job. Even the coaches, man, they do a great job, man, of um, of putting us in situations and getting us in, you know, uh, certain circumstances where they can get us the ball and make plays. And you know, it's fun, man. It's fun, you know, to be able to, you know, have the offensive mind like Dorsey and um, you know Coach Henry, all those guys coming together, and you know, also have you know. Uh, Josh Allen be able to throw you the ball, so it's great. Gabe has a touchdown in three straight games yes. right now. What's it like to see him get into a rhythm? It's, it's it's beautiful, man. Like I've you know this is my first year playing you know with him, and you know this is something that he's he's been doing. You know he, he Gabe does a great job of finding the end zone. You know what I'm saying I, I got to figure out what he's doing so I can I can find out so I can, so I can get in there too. But no, it's it's great to see him. It's great to see him um, continuing to, to 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 make strides, man. And um, you know there's big things in store for Gabe, man. I'm excited for him. I know you have friends on the other yeah, side yeah. of the field. What was that like, kind of? going against them today in this environment to be able to come up on top. Yeah, no, I mean, it was awesome, man. I think that, um, you know, I just tried to approach it, you know, like it was just a new, a, another game, man. And But it was good, man, to, you know, see Tua, see Waddle, see all the guys that I played with just a year ago, um, you know. But, you know, it, also, it was also good to, you know, come out here and, you know, win a, you know, play a complete game, you know, in all three phases of, you know, special teams, defense, offense. And, um, you know, we, it's a really, really good win, man. But it's something that we got, like I said, we got a short week. And, um, you know, we got to get ready to go play. So. And, Trent, you watched, you've seen Josh from the other sideline yes, yes. do this kind of stuff. Yes, yes. <laughs> What's it like when he's doing it for you? Yeah, no, it's, it's awesome, man. I think that, um, you know, like, like, I, like I said before, you know, when I came here, like, you know, the, the different options that I had to go and play during free agency, it was just a no-brainer. You know, I had to come here, you know, and play with an elite quarterback. You know, I want to continue to take strides and, you know, the, the – 
taking taking strides and like what I did from last year, and, you know, as a receiver and stuff like that. And it's just a no-brainer to you know come and play with a guy, um, you know, who who can get you the ball. So it's a lot of fun. All right, that is Bills wide receiver Trent Sherfield live from the locker room, and it's brought to you by Reimer Home Services for your HVAC plumbing and electric needs. We're going to go back to the locker room because we've got a nice little duo of players, which we always love to see after the game. Um, and actually, before we do that, I, I do want to remind folks that tomorrow on WGR Sports Radio 550, it's Buffalo Bills Football Monday, presented by Northwest Bank for what's next. Get started at Northwest.com. Jeremy and Joe break the game down in the morning, then the Extra Point Show with Sal Capaccio at 10, followed by One Bills Live with Chris Brown and Steve Tasker at noon, and Chopin Bulldog at 3 p.m. They'll have Eric Wood at 4, and then at 7.30, Westwood One presents the Seahawks at the Giants for Sunday, or I'm sorry, for Monday Night Football. Buffalo Bills Football Monday, all day tomorrow on the home of the Bills, WGR Sports Radio 550. Let's go to two captains, Mitch Morris and Stephon Diggs, who spoke with the media after the game. Not so much that, it was more so just, you know, executing, like we talked about it during the weeks, like certain plays. And then, like, when they came up, you know, everybody getting on the same page and really just, you know, usual football. Like, Josh throwing around, the big guys blocking, receivers catching. It wasn't much more than that, but so just everybody really doing their job. Could you take us through the three touchdowns? I think one, was it a scramble drill or you just crossing and getting behind the linebacker there? It was kind of kind of a scramble drill. I'm going to say it was that. But I stole the touchdown from, I think, the tight end behind me, I think so. Like he said Did he was you steal two beers from fans? Yeah, I was somebody like eighteen dollars. So. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. And then the uh, the one the long one down the sideline where you kind of spun. Try to catch the ball, break some tackles, make something happen. You know, I was a little tired after that, so I got to work on my conditioning. And then tell us about the route that you ran on the. Uh, the yeah, we had talked about it during the week. Um, you know, trying to capitalize. Uh, I feel like, you know, in a game things show up kind of a little different. So. Being on the same page with Josh is crucial, especially in those moments in the red zone. So capitalizing in the red zone has been a big thing for us, uh, as Mitch knows. So, uh, you know, I try not to make it more than what it was, but it's cool. Jimmy six catches, up, 120 yards, three scores today. You did. You, you talked about it this week about, you know, getting in that end zone. So how eager and how excited were you just to go out there to make some plays for you guys out there? I was happy, you know. Uh, you know, this football thing, you never, you never know how it's going to show up. You know what I'm saying? I kind of echo what Mitch says. He said, take it one moment at a time. And I feel like we came out with the right mindset. Uh, guys are blocking their ass off. And, you know, just those, the touchdowns, you know, it's all the glitz and the glam, but the big guys don't get enough credit for it. I need a lot of things to happen for me to catch the ball and me to make some plays. So I kind of want to give them all the credit. Hey, Mitch, uh, Pete, Josh had a perfect quarterback rating today, which was the first for him, believe it or not. Um, it just seemed like he had an answer for everything. You kind of quantify that. I mean, what, did he have an answer for everything today? Yeah, I, you know, it's it's interesting when you're in the th- thick of the game. You, not to be cliche, coach talk. You do try to take it one moment at a time. Uh, you don't really understand what the highlights are. Or I had no idea Dig scored three touchdowns uh, until right now, and that just speaks to how uh, not only of a great competitor he is, but the tools he has and, and just what he brings to this offense. Um, you know, I thought it was just a culmination of everyone doing their job. Mm-hmm. And uh, and when the number was called, no matter what the play, uh, I, I think the great thing about this team and this offense that's not everywhere is that no matter what play is called, you're excited to block forward or you're excited to you know do what's required for me because you know that there's an opportunity for a big play. 
on another note, I think it'd be, it, uh, I don't know if I'm the most qualified person to speak on this, and Diggs might chime in more here, but, um, you know, a guy who, uh, um, a guy who is not only a consummate professional, but is universally loved on this team, uh, went down today and, um, you know, he, he's a guy that doesn't want the limelight. He would do conditioning before training camp practices, which I've never seen in my life. And, uh, you know, he, he's, he's, he does it for all the right reasons. And to see that today, I know it's the parody of this league. You saw it earlier with Tommy Doyle. But, um, and I know a lot of people have spoken on it, but, it's a damn shame, and, and hopefully you guys keep him in your prayers because he uh, he means so much to this team yeah. and does it for all the right reasons. And he's a <clears throat> father of three. Uh, you know, this this game means a lot to him, and being a good teammate and being there for his teammates means a lot to him. So uh, just keep him in your prayers, please. Seth, you, you know you've gone up against Trey and your, and your, your emotions. It's been a rough week with some injuries, so um, it's a guy that really like uh, loves the grind. You know what I'm saying, like a true professional, but a lover of the game as well. Like it's crazy. You know what I'm saying he uh, he really nursed himself back. Like, he really worked to get himself back into where he was, and to see him kind of get into a flow, it was it was rough. You know what I'm saying I try to stay positive. You know what I'm saying, but like. Like Mitch said, like keep them in your prayers because this game people don't really understand weigh on you. I'm saying the good, bad, and the indifferent. And like with everything he had already been through, it's kind of tough. So I'm saying really keep them in your prayers because at this very moment, I'm saying it's just it's easy just to be like it's unfortunate, but it means the world to him. Like football meant a lot to him, and you can tell it by how he works, how he grinds, how he approaches each and every day. He doesn't care, like you say, he don't really care about the limelight. He cared about the grind and really just being the best player and teammate he could be. So, yeah, I ask you to do more than just keep him in your prayers to really lift him up, you know what I'm saying? Because a time like this, uh, it, it's rough. Mitch, there was uh, an investment in the offseason, guard to guard, maybe guys on either side of you. Through four weeks, the, the interior of the pocket has seemed very, very clean for Josh, which has enabled him step up an awful lot into a lot of throws that have gone for big plays. Just from the first three weeks that I know you've seen on film, have you recognized that? Does it seem like you guys have been pretty clean and consistent in that area? I think the at the time you start getting complacent you feel like you're clean is when stuff goes right. To your point, the guys have come in. I can speak in for Connor. It was such a different system for him, Cromer system. I've spoken on it before. And he's treated like a consummate professional, working on it every day. And then when, when you have a rookie, a highly touted rookie who comes in, and I've said this before, excuse my language, you just hope he doesn't think it doesn't stink. And, uh, and I, I, you know, he couldn't be more opposite. The guy's, uh, he's a sponge of information, great football player, you know, and he doesn't ride the roller coaster if he makes mistakes or not. And, uh, and I think he's going to be an amazing football player in this league. I think we all on the offensive line, Try to take it one day at a time, and we understand that there's still a lot to work on. Um, but when you when when you give guys like Steph or Josh opportunities to, uh, you know, you have that extra second. And kudos to Josh who gets us out of a lot of situations that might not be.
the most desirable with his legs, right? Um, I, I think we're just trying to compound on that. And I'm not going to take away anything from these tackles who are playing their ass off as well, who a guy like Spencer Brown, Deion Dawkins, who um, really push themselves in practice. And it's showing, and you guys might not see it, but it's, it's showing on the field. So, As, as each week reveals itself, um, what do you find out about this team, knowing that this is a week that all you heard about was Miami this, Miami that, um, and then you guys put up 48 points, 400 and something yards, and you shut that deep, that, that offense limited to 20 points. What does this week reveal to you? Well, I, to be honest, I think this week, along with the last few weeks, we just really focused on in-house, keeping it. Like we we really don't care what the opponent's going to be doing. We really care about us, you know. And I think the thing we understand is that we can't beat ourselves out there on the field. Um, you know, kudos to them for for doing that that past week. They deserve all the credit they get. I mean, putting up seventy points in this league is a remarkable feat. Um, and they're a great football team. They are. They're a fantastic football team. And uh, I think we can speak for all of us that even with five minutes left in the fourth quarter, down four scores, we were still feeling uneasy because of how explosive they could be. But um, you know, for us, uh, every you know at halftime or every quarter we come out, I think I think Steph will lose this every time we get on the field. Is like, you know, this is a clean slate, man. Like, what can we do this drive right now, and how can we be as effective in this drive? And uh, I think that really resonates with the guys. It's a good reset, and uh, and we really don't we really don't calm down until the clock hits zero on this in this team. And uh, I think we're going to have to keep that up because this is very uncharacteristic in these last three weeks in this league, right? So we're going we're gonna to have these games that are we're going to have to really fight through the end. And uh, we understand that this is kind of a rarity these past few weeks. Yeah. Well, I was just wondering what was uncharacteristic, just the way you won, how the scores have been decided? Just, yeah, I would say just the scores, yeah. Steph, you looked at Georgia a lot today. It almost looked like... Coach Dorsey wanted to give Miami a taste of their own medicine with how much they were coaching on offense. Just, can you speak to how often you were on the move, seeing like pre-snap, maybe more than usual, or at least that we've used, been used to seeing? I mean, probably like, I don't know. I don't know how much tape y'all watch, so like, but he, he's been putting me in motion for, you know, since last year, so it's been, it's been happening. It's just probably was much more visible because we played a team that motions a lot with their guys, but it wasn't so much their own medicine, but something that we was working on that we've been working on in the off season and training camp and stuff like that to, you know, kind of like get this offense in the right spot. I told you that we're working and we're trying to catch a stride right now. You know what I'm saying? Building that identity, what kind, what kind of team you want to be. And we got the right guys. So not so much that specifically, but we're doing everything we got to do to win at this point. And, you know, for me, uh, Mitch will tell you, approach each and every day. Um, we've, Got to a point where we made it like an earning mindset. You know what I'm saying nothing's gonna be given to us. Stay humble, stay hungry. But each and every week, each and every day, we gotta earn it. You know what I'm saying we don't expect, can't expect to win if you don't earn it during the week. So just been a pra- uh, been approaching practice the right way. Stephon, you talk about the impact that the fans have had on you guys over the years. What kind of energy do you feel from them today? It sounded like as loud as I've ever heard. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we got the ball rolling downhill right now, especially with the fans and the momentum and the energy. Uh, they travel well, too. Like Even last week, uh, it seemed like it was a little bit of a home game. It got loud in there, and I was like, 
damn, it's, it's a proud moment. I'm saying, as a player, it's something that you look forward to. Like, I don't know what it's like to be somewhere and you don't hear your fans, like, especially this loud, you know what I'm saying, especially at home. Like, we need that. That gives our offense energy just as much as our defense. You know of course, he'll quiet, he'll quiet them down. Josh will quiet them down a little bit, but it's something that gives you that little boost of energy that's, that, you know what I'm saying, it's live. We rocking and rolling. Care to talk about? Care to talk about Josh? You know, finding eight targets. You with the big game? How well is Josh managing these offense the past three weeks? I mean, I feel like uh, you know that our first game was a test as to how guys how guys were going to play us and you know what I'm saying what we were going to see on a consistent basis. And I feel like Josh kind of um, put a lot on his shoulders, put a lot on himself. And you know how it is. It's a week to week league. You know what I'm saying, like I said, like I feel like the team that we played is a great team. And they do a lot of things exceptionally well. They got some great players and a great coach. I feel like each week is different. And as you know, as you see Josh Allen, he, he adapts, he grows. I'm saying. And I feel like uh, as a receiver, watching him and seeing him out there in action, I'm up close and personal. I see his emotions. I see his plays. And he's a quarterback that you want to play with. He's a quarterback that gives you that energy, gives you that belief. And he's a foot on the gas kind of guy. Like he's never done it until the whistles whistle blows. So for me, uh, it's just something exciting. Like as we find ourselves as an offensive unit, I feel like uh, we just keep lining and we just keep grinding, and we'll be in the right spot. We got some, we got some help. We got some, we got some dogs. So I would say they have players, but they dogs as well. And it's starting at that quarterback position. Thank you. Thank you, guys. All right, that is Bills captains Mitch Morse and Stefan Diggs following the game in that locker room sound, that live locker room sound, is brought to you by Reimer Home Services for HVAC plumbing and electric needs. Tonight at 8 p.m. on WGR Sports Radio 550, Westwood One presents the Chiefs at the Jets. Sunday Night Football on WGR is brought to you by New York's Outlet Liquor. When you need to stock up, it's the place to buy a case and buy armor. Heat, do it right the first time. Head coach Sean McDermott on the other side here on WGR. Welcome back to the Overtime Show here on WGR. Nate Geary in our Amherst studios. The Bills get a big 48-20 to win, and here's Bills head coach Sean McDermott following the game. That is Bills head coach Sean McDermott. We will have the quarterback, QB1, on the other side to close things off for the evening, so don't go anywhere. You're listening to the Overtime Show right here on WGR. All right, welcome back to our final segment here on the Overtime Show. Before we hear from Bill's quarterback, Josh Allen, tomorrow on WGR, it's Buffalo Bills Football Monday, presented by Northwest Bank. For what's next, get started at Northwest.com. Jeremy and Joe are breaking the game down in the morning. Then the Extra Point Show with Sal Capaccio at 10, followed by One Bills Live with Chris Brown and Steve Tasker at noon. Chopin Bulldog will be at 3. They'll have Eric Wood on at 4. And then at 7.30, Westwood One presents the Seahawks at the Giants. Buffalo Bills Football Monday, all day tomorrow on the Home of the Bills. WGR Sports Radio 550. Let's go live to the locker room and hear from Bills quarterback Josh Allen. It's brought to you by Reimer Home Services for your HVAC plumbing and electric needs. That was Josh Allen. Thanks for everyone listening tonight as the Bills get a big 48-20 to win over the previously undefeated 
Miami Dolphins. They'll be back in action in London, a morning game next week. So uh, tune in as Buffalo Bills Football Monday uh, gets started tomorrow with Jeremy and Joe in the morning. And uh, for me, Nate Geary, and for my producer, TJ Luckman, we appreciate you listening and calling in and interacting tonight with, with us here on the Overtime Show on WGR. Studios, the Bills get a big 48 to 20 win, and here's Bills head coach Sean McDermott following the game. All right, uh, glory to God, man. What an afternoon in Orchard Park, right? Western New York, the crowd. I don't think I've heard a crowd that loud um, in, my, in my career in the NFL. And, uh, and there were times when you couldn't even, we couldn't even communicate with the, the middle linebacker out there, and I'm sure, you know, Doris had the same issue with Josh, but um, amazing, amazing environment. Um, really proud of the players, really proud of the staff. Um, I know people may want to say about game plan this, game plan that. The players did a phenomenal job, man. At the end of the day, the players um, executed at a very, very high level, and, and it came down to fundamentals. And I'm really proud of the way that they played complementary-wise um, and effort-wise as well. So um, with that, I'll turn it over to you for your questions. Coach, uh, you always talk about this game as one up front. Just care to talk about the O-line, D-line in the trenches today. Yeah. Yeah, that's where the game starts, and we talk we talk about that quite a bit. And you can never take that for granted, never. Um, our O line and our D line, um, Coach Cromer, Coach Washington, Coach Gund, um, Coach West, they do a phenomenal job every week, and it's it's a weekly deal, right? So that's where it's got to start. John, not to take away from the win, but there was a lot of emotion uh, with all the guys that have come through here and on the sideline. We saw yourself go out and talk with Trey. I, not that you. Not to ask for a specific update on the injury itself, but if it is as serious as it maybe it appeared, just how tough is that for him knowing what he's been through? Yeah, um, they're obviously still evaluating. Um, yeah, I mean, he's been through a lot. And um, sometimes you wonder, right, um, why things like that happen twice, you know, you know, to, to someone. I'm not saying what it is, what it is. I'm just saying, like, um, you know, you just, you just wonder why. Um, because you watch him, how hard he's worked to get back. And, um, yeah, you know, I just, I know he's a man of faith and I know how strong he is. And, um, you know, he, he will, he will rebound. Coach, he was your first player that you selected during your tenure. Um, how much of a reflection is that for you as close as you, you've been to him over the years? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, he personifies what it is to be a Buffalo Bill. Um, his family is tremendous, um, and he he works as hard as anybody I've ever been around, and and I love him. I mean, to see him on that field the way he was hurting um, is is hard. It's hard to watch, but I'm so proud of. Uh, the team and the way they rallied around him. And I know, like I said earlier, I know that he will rebound. He's just, he's too tough. Hey, Sean, how impressed with Ken and staff this week putting guys in position to then execute some of those matchups? Yeah, um, you know, phenomenal job. And like I told the team that the defense was reeling early. We, we couldn't stop them early through, through the first two drives. And, and the offense, our offense was rolling. 
Um, so they held serve while we can kind of get our our way about us, and and um, and that was just that was just as important as anything. But that you can go put up uh, 48 points that doesn't happen um, real easily. So that's a good defense. Coach Fangio um, is a great defensive coordinator, and um, real proud of the way the offense offense play. They were they were top top shelf today, and, and taking care of the ball as well. Dane coming in when Christian went out. How did you think he performed when he had that opportunity? Yeah, uh, we had a couple of those instances, at least on defense. I'm not sure if we had some on offense also, but we were, you know, next man up uh, type of deal. And I thought that was important because the backups at those said positions were ready to go. And that's, you don't take that for granted either. They got to be physically ready, mentally ready to step in and, and, uh, and do their 111th. And those guys did it. Josh, as you alluded to a couple of the questions ago, that you kind of settled down defensively. I think three straight stops at the end of the half there or whatever, and that kind of swung momentum and changed a little bit of the complexion of the game yeah. at, at that time. What was it that you were able to either diagnose as, as the guy who calls this thing, or what were that the players were able to execute? Micah mentioned looking at their pre-snap stuff and some of the motion and maybe kind of getting a better read on, on Yeah, I just think uh, um, the players just settled in. You know, I didn't call anything differently um, overall. The guys just did a, a really good job of, of just settling down catching their breath a little bit. Um, it's a fast offense, and they do a lot of motioning, motioning and um, movement, right? And so I think it's, it's hard to simulate that in practice. And so I think when it first started on us, it, was, it, was, it had us on our heels a little bit, even from a fundamental standpoint. Um, but they stuck with the process, stayed resilient. And then, um, again, we played complimentary football uh, really throughout the entire, the entire afternoon. Charles said that he had even trouble hearing you, you know, in the, in the middle of the line. You talk about his communication. What about to you, from you to him, was that challenging for you at times? Yeah, there was times. I mean, there was probably, honestly, 40%, which is unreal how, in terms of a high number, 40% of the calls he was not getting from me. He, he was getting um, via the hand signals. So. Sean, once again, Josh and Steph made some unbelievable plays. Yeah. Like, just, is, does that ever make you wonder, like, what can't these two do when they're out there when you see how they're performing like they did today? Yeah, fun to watch. I mean, I don't get a chance to watch as much as I would like to. Um, but big-time players play, have big-time games or in these type settings, right? So complimentary football is important. Like, that's it's a team win, but your star players have to play at star levels in these games. Uh, and that's a weekly thing. And those guys played at that level this afternoon. Josh had a perfect passer rating, first time in his career, five touchdowns, tied a career high. You know, I know you say it's a week-to-week -week thing, but he is, he's had a lot of success against that opponent. Do you, what do you think it is about, is it because it's a division game that brings out the best in him, or just how does he kind of find that level of performance? Well, I mean, you know, you'd want to, the first reaction is, well, the, the scheme, but the, they've changed defensive coordinators, right? So you can't, you can't say that. I just think that um, Josh's process Right during the week, his preparation, um, the way he's maturing and developing, and bringing the discipline, um, you know, that really, really impressed with what he's done, um, in particular the last three weeks. When you go into this without Jordan, you know, obviously a big spot for Taylor. Yeah, you got to watch the tape. But what do you make of what he was able to do out there? Yeah, um, you know, he's played before, right? He started at LA last year, and he's been a great addition. Uh, Brendan did a great job getting him signed, and and. Um, you know, just uh, he was prepared. He, you know, he again. I, I say this about a lot of the players, but um, Taylor's one of the first in, one of the last out every day. And whether he starts or he or he wasn't starting, and so it didn't change this week. 
um, as it relates to his role um, when it, in terms of like his process is the same every week and and um, you know that's part of why he had the success he did today yeah um, what, a, what an afternoon overall um, you just have to win aside for a second like we're saying what nine months ago um, you know this young man's in the situation he was in and now he's back um, playing you know training camp in the spring training camp preseason and now a regular season game at an NFL level um, you know just a surreal moment again to watch I mean the cameras you guys were the cameras were all flocking around I made sure I'd st stayed over here um, but um, he deserves the attention he gets and I love the fact that he makes it about the team uh, in so many ways coach I know you always love having those Gatorades in the fourth quarter there but you know, just care to talk about how well Josh is managing the game the past three weeks. I mean, he found eight different targets, and he's been very efficient. Just care to talk about how he's been able to manage the game. Yeah. Um, again, I just think when you're playing good team offense, um, you're not uh, any quarterback. It's not predetermining where they're going with the ball. Um, you're spreading the ball around and taking what the defense gives you. Um, again, it's an unselfish approach, and um, everyone's involved. And so when you're doing that, everybody's getting getting their piece, right? And, and that's, uh, that's a good thing. What role does a faith play in your preparation for big games like this? Well, regardless of the size of the game, um, and I appreciate you asking that question, my faith is, is my faith. It's the most important thing in my life. And, um, you know, I think that, that's why I'm in this role, is because God put me in this role for, he gave me a platform. So um, I'm extremely grateful. A lot, a lot less important than that question, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good luck following that question. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't really care for this question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the, the front four that you guys have been playing, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, and Brandon Cook, yeah, I mean, that's. You know, again, similar to the to the offensive side of the ball, when you can control the line of scrimmage, um, it just makes the day a lot easier. Whether you're calling plays or or you're playing around, you know, offensively, defensively, whatever, when you control the line of scrimmage, uh, the game um, the game dictates. And uh, and so that was that was apparent today. You know, I thought our defensive line, once we settled down, did a great job controlling the line of scrimmage and then offensively as well. It's probably not like this for you and your coaching staff. But Daquan Jones kind of flies under the radar when people talk about the defensive line. But he plays. I mean, he makes a lot of plays that yeah. are pretty loud. Yeah. No, I mean, um, he just he comes to work every day. He brings his lunch pail to work. And, um, you know, we noticed him in free agency uh, when he was in Carolina. And, um, you know, you, as you said, um, there are factors, right? Everyone wants to talk about the stars, the Joshes, the, the, the Stephs. Um, but there are a lot of guys that factor every week um, that go under the radar, and he's one of them. Saran Neal can put a long field, and you've got the crazy people in the end zone yelling into his yeah. ear. Like, it may, you saw it make a difference today. I mean, penalties, long down and distance, yeah. now you got them. Yeah. I mean, you can't, you couldn't, I couldn't. TB couldn't hear me. Um, it was, like I told you, I've been in the league a long time and as loud as a, of a crowd as I've ever heard in, in my time in the NFL. And um, 
you know, playoff games or whatever it's been, it's, that was as loud as it, it gets, man, because I don't know how in our, in our world it could get any louder. It sounded like jet engines out there. It really did. I mean, it was, it was deafening. Sean, you've got a different week ahead of you here with the players yeah. going through this new experience. What kind of challenges is that? Yeah, I, well, it'll be uh, we got to be on you know on the same page and a lot of collaboration has gone into it behind the scenes. And I think you know the staff has done a phenomenal job. I'm not talking about myself or the coaches. I'm talking about like the support staff, operationally, business side, um, have done a great job behind the scenes. A working behind the scenes to keep the players focused on this week. Um, and now it's time to to get everybody up to speed on what's happening when and where we're going. And um, this will be my first time uh, going over there as well. So it'll be experience for me. But at the end of the day, we got a job to do. So we got to make sure uh, we reset tomorrow and uh, and get ourselves ready to go. That is Bills head coach Sean McDermott. We will have the quarterback, QB1, on the other side to close things off for the evening. So don't go anywhere. You're listening to the Overtime Show right here on WGR. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.